This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. TL Talk Radio, Season 5, Episode 15. It's like your morning coffee. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 15 of TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funy-Hatton and Randy Ziegenfuss, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. And I'm Lynn Funy-Hatton. Good morning, Randy, on this rainy day. Yes, it's raining here, but it's not raining where our guests are. No, and today we have two guests, Jennifer Williams and Brad Spirison, and we're talking about the Empatico Empathy Project Fellowship. So looking forward to talking more about that. Uh, Our two guests, first, Jennifer Williams, work with schools, districts, and educational organizations to design meaningful learning experiences for teachers and students in her role as education strategist for Participate. She's also a professor and co-founder of the Teach SDGs organization that works with the United Nations and thousands of global classrooms that are taking action for our planet. And alongside Jennifer today is Brad Spirison. He's a media ecologist and senior director at Participate, where he works with districts, companies, and organizations to develop blended learning environments based on collaboration, empathy, and inclusion. A little more about Participate. Many of us know that Participate, um, we're known for the work that they do, creating communities for educators and their commitment to equitable and accessible learning for all. Jennifer and Brad join us today to share some exciting new work that has come out of the partnership between Participate and Empatico. So welcome to the podcast, Jen and Brad. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. We are as well to talk about this topic. So finally, get you on the podcast. This is great. (laughs) So uh, tell us a little bit about this Empathy Project Fellowship and how you both got involved in this work. Sure. So uh, the Empathy Project Fellowship is done in collaboration um, uh, with an organization called Empatico. So Empatico and Participate... um, uh, met about a year ago via our mutual work with um, UN Sustainable Development Initiatives and other causes uh, to figure out uh, a way to engage elementary school teachers, primarily first through sixth uh, grade teachers, if we can, and uh, uh, to take place in virtual exchange um, communication environments, uh, using video uh, conferencing technology to connect classrooms across the globe. Um, you know, the, the, we can get into the nitty gritty of that, but the Empatico is backed by uh, the KIND Foundation, 
And what's really intriguing about this, the Kind Foundation um, from uh, Kind Bars and the founder mm. uh, set up a, uh, an entity to, to fund uh, this organization in particular. And uh, as somebody who's been in like the, the startup space, um, uh, working with, you know, young for-profit companies and then reading about how nonprofit sector and the philanthropy sector are really embracing data-driven models for, for execution and, and really kind of a, a ruthless prioritization that you would typically find in the private sector you find with this organization in terms of trying to figure out the most engaging ways to share uh, this empathetic mindset with teachers. And um, it's been, a, it's been a, a, a nice collaboration between our organizations as we uh, now provide a, a fellowship experience for uh, hundreds uh, and soon to be thousands of uh, like-minded educators around the world. So it sounds like, uh, for our listeners, if you have elementary teachers who are interested in this uh, idea of making connections to the outside world, focusing on some real-world projects, and uh, developing those connections beyond the classroom, you're going to want to stick around and listen to the rest of this podcast to learn how you, too, can be involved in this work. So thinking about um, what you're talking about in terms of kindness and also how you talk about the growing need for us to focus on empathy in our instruction and practice, we can certainly connect to our profile of a graduate and some of the um, knowledge, skills, and dispositions that we have identified for our learners in Salisbury Township School District. So Jen, let's shift this over to you and ask you, you know, how do educators who are participating in this Empathy Project Fellowship make connections to the social-emotional learning uh, with their students? Yeah, so you know it's it's been really interesting for us on the participate side to partner with this this incredible organization Empatico that's really just driven to connect. Um, they have this ambitious goal of connecting one million students by 2020, and so um, setting out to support them in that goal. I was um, personally early in the conversation around global education, and when we were setting out to connect our students, you know back in like 2010, I'd say, it, it, was, it was quite a task. So if we wanted to connect students virtually, we would have to first find a classroom, um, which was tricky. You know, we didn't necessarily have the ability to go on Twitter and send out a tweet and say, anyone available today to connect with my, my classroom, my elementary students. And so we'd have to find a school, we'd have to find a school with re reliable Wi-Fi. So connectivity is still a concern, but um, very much so back um, in those days. Find a teacher that was willing to take a risk because a lot of times when you're you know, talking about things like innovation or um, putting our kids in front of cameras and just crossing fingers that things go well, we're going to have to give up a little bit of control as teachers. So, you know, it was a process that took many, many months. Um, and so we're starting to see some really interesting things start to happen now in this, um, under this topic and umbrella of virtual exchange. So when, when we came across Empatico about a year and a half ago, when they were setting out and saying, okay, we, we have um, this goal. We want to simply connect students and spark empathy through, through virtual exchange. Um, we were in. And so we started um, partnering with them in the early part of 2018. 
and, and sharing in the best way we could. So through partnership at conferences and through social media, uh, we started a Twitter chat called EdTech for Good. So recognizing that we need to bridge educators, EdTech companies, find ways to involve them um, all in this conversation of social good and social change. And then this past summer, we got together and said, what if we were to create a learning experience for teachers and um, allow them to go through a several month long fellowship, come together in an online community and themselves go through this process of um, empathy and perspective taking, learning together. So in the um, latter parts of the, the summer, we put out an application and, and kind of said, we hope that other people want to join us. And we had this outstanding response, overwhelming response from teachers from around the world that said, how do we sign up? Let's, we want to be a part of this. So um, for this first pilot, this first cohort that we have with our Empathy Project Fellowship through Participate in Empatica, we have 150 global educators joining us. So they're representative of 13 countries from around the world, um, which, which is phenomenal. Wow. We're seeing teachers coming together in um, small groups, which we call pods. We have our 150 teachers and then we break them into smaller groups of eight. So you'll see a pod that has a teacher from Pakistan, a teacher from Turkey, a teacher from Memphis, Tennessee, and we're all coming together for kids to talk about empathy and sparking change. So through the three-month fellowship, they're uh, engaged in different activities in the online community on Participate. So they're involved in active discussion. So we're saying, how do you spark conversations around empathy in your classroom? Uh, they're going through coursework. So they have two courses. Um, they're earning professional development credits through it. So they're earning digital badges and micro-credentials. Um, the first course that they go through really has them take a, um, a close look at themselves and their, their own personal why. Um, and the course is called Change Starts With Me. And then um, as part of that first course, they do their first virtual exchange with their students. So they're connecting with one classroom from around the world. And with Empatico, they're able to uh, join in an activity. And so Empatico has nine standards-based activities for elementary students. And they're on topics like folk tales and weather. So the, the classrooms can select those that can align to their curriculum. And then um, they progress through those. So you're connecting professional development to the classroom. So, you know, teacher learning right into what they're doing with uh, instructional practice. And then they do their second course, which is my role in collective change. So really starting to see how they can join with others um, in this movement. So is this an ongoing um, fellowship or do you have sort of rolling cohorts? It sounds like it's already started. So what's the opportunity for people who might be listening to this podcast now? Sure. Um, um, we're glad you asked. So we're, we're excited uh, to be working uh, to, to coordinate multiple cohorts for this fellowship uh, beginning in um, January 2019, so right after the holidays. And um, um, we're, we're uh, taking a longer view in terms of uh, uh, making sure that we continue to have uh, the international reach and partnership and, and expand beyond 
13 countries. Uh, uh, we've had, as Jen mentioned, overwhelming interest uh, individually uh, from from teachers just, just coming to us and then also um, having lovely conversations with uh, administrators, um, international charter school organizations. Really, really, we're just all we're asking is to to sample it and 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 be a part of it and learn and discover how we can do this together without sounding too much like a hippie but we actually believe <laughs> yeah. and um so it's it's the, the first fellowship uh began in september and we'll uh, um uh that program um where it will be recognized through online badges micro credentials um uh will complete in december but there then is this you know online community of alumni from that fellowship and others where the whole purpose here obviously is to continue uh the conversation and engagement i mean um the online component you know, and there, there, are, there are trade-offs with online and physical and blended, but I'm not sure uh, uh, kind of logistically how we would be able to coordinate, in this case, nearly 150 unique voices from all over the world into channels where they can participate in an ongoing uh, mm -hmm. basis. So we're, pun intended, so we're... Um, we're just feeling that out. I mean, we're, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting, um, responses from, from, uh, and, and evidence of learning and artifacts from what they're doing in the classroom. Now that we're probably, you know, you know, going to index like in the first part of next year. So when we have, you know, our summer and fall, um, opportunities, we'll be able to, more directly and hopefully also this this coming winter cohort take the experiences from the teachers that they submit online and curate those and even bring them into the conversation so you have somebody that's gone through a fellowship as somewhat of a more you know seasoned uh, facilitator and and again just for the purpose of extending uh, extending that learning, extending that community, and um, hopefully taking uh, advantage of a, of a network effect as more individuals and organizations not only know about the the Empathy Project Fellowship, but really just just anything that we can do uh, as educators to collaborate and um, you know bring a culture of kindness mm -hmm. in our buildings. Sounds like more opportunities to grow and influence as you build the fellowships forward. Very much. So listening to uh, you and Jen share what this professional learning opportunity looks like, it sounds like it's uh, the expectation can be that it's different than what most traditional professional professional learning looks like. Is that correct? In that, I mean, I, I don't want to, there's, there's a lot of definitions about um, and interpretations in terms of the effectiveness of, you know, quote unquote, uh, traditional professional development um, as an organization. We don't think that um, that mode by itself is sufficient. So we're experimenting with organizations to, to provide other models that not just bring the traditional professional development curriculum online, but allow the practitioners and the educators to inform that curriculum by their own uh, experiences. So 
that's most likely uh, a different mindset um, uh, than than what we're encountering. Although I I, I don't think it's I, I mean I think there's always been a, a push for um, bottom up rather than top down, and I think the um, digital technology and collaboration tools allow us to do that a little bit more efficiently. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're really designing this to meet the needs of adult learners too. The ideas of, um, you know, some flexibility and opportunities for choice and connections and personal applications. Um, sounds like there are a lot of opportunities in, embedded in this, um, maybe less traditional form of professional learning that we might see in schools. Yeah, or specifically for the elementary school teacher that uh, devotes his or her uh, uh, career and days to being in a, in a classroom with children and, and grading and experiencing and talking with parents and administrators. And what are you going to do after? Like, we're, 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 we're trying to recognize that you may have a window of a, of, a, of a couple few hours in the evening to engage in a 15 minute experience where you're just talking a little bit with your community and learning and thinking. And then the whole purpose is to apply those experiences back into what you're doing. So, so we're mindful that we're all very busy and the best kind of professional development is not um, adding hours of incremental work. It's some guidance with a professional learning community of bringing new ideas that you can experiment in and iterate in your classroom um, and then come back and say how it worked and how it didn't. And that, I mean, I think that that seems logical to us. So Jen, let's shift over to you. And as you've implemented this first fall cohort, what have been some standout moments for you um, in terms of this learning experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's been so many that we've uh, we we kind of refer to them as goosebump moments from from our side of the team with Empatico and participate. We're just constantly messaging each other, goosebump saying goosebump moments, like goosebump <laughs> moments that Ooh. we're just like, oh, check out this teacher video mm-hmm. sharing um, from something she learned through this experience. And you know, Lynn, as you you note this um, this concept of flexibility and choice, I think that's really what has resonated with us from the feedback that we've heard from teachers. Uh, so we kind of set out this, this timeline for them, for them and said, well, what you can expect in this three months is you're going to go through two courses. You're going to have discussion online. We're going to recognize that for adult learners, powerful learning as we see it, it's social, it's active, uh, it's sustained. And, and we're going to support you where you are. So we'll have teachers, and I think they're almost even sometimes falling back into that traditional mindset of where am I supposed to be right now? Where am I at? Like what chapter in course one, where should I be? And so we just give a lot of reminders. You should be exactly where you're at mm-hmm. for you and your students because there's a lot of variables that are out of our control. Um, you know, some teachers, we had teachers that were part of our first cohort here that went through some terrible hurricanes. Um, they were located in, in North Carolina. And so they, they had massive power outages and they weren't able to make their exchange. But what we were able to see is they were coming together in their pods, those small teams of eight. And they were, so, you know, the pods, what we saw was first they came together and did this, these general introductions like, hey, I'm in Nigeria. Hey, I'm in, um, I'm in Iowa. So they're introducing each other, but then they're developing community 
um, all on their own. And um, so then they're saying, you know, I'm faced with this challenge. I have no Wi-Fi. And then people are saying, have you tried this? What if you were, to, could you do it from your phone? Would that even work? Mm. And, you know, teachers, much like our kids, um, when they're coming together on something they're passionate about, they're resilient. They'll persevere. So they're, you know, they're coming to us and saying, um, I have a classroom. I work in a school for students with dyslexia. And one of our, um, we've partnered with, for this, this first fellowship, we've partnered with Stanford and we're doing some interesting research, um, both on the student side and the teacher side. And so we have surveys pre and post for the, the students to take. And so there's a paper version and this teacher advocating for her kids saying, this just isn't really the best, you know, activity for my students. Is there a better way? And so we're able to say, absolutely, let's figure this out together. Um, and then that teacher coming back to us and just being grateful, you know, normally my kids can't participate in these types of things, which is, you know, absolutely not um, what we believe in. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, if we talk um, and we're serious about our mission of equitable and accessible learning for all, we're going to, we're going to figure out a way. So these teachers that have come um, and joined us and, and they kind of joined in um, without knowing much too. It was just, are you interested in joining in a conversation for the fall around empathy with global educators? And they were like, sure, you know, let's do it. And so it's, um, I think we, we have a unique group here of definite risk takers and forward thinking teachers that really care about students. They took a bit of a leap of faith and you all are supporting them as they surface problems of practice um, to really move forward and demonstrate commitment to that equitability and accessibility that you're speaking about. Mm -hmm. That's true. And I, you know, and then, and they're letting us know too, mm -hmm. this is, you know, this is not a, a type of learning experience I've ever before seen. And they're able to then apply what's, you know, what is resonating with them to the way they're teaching their classroom. So um, that's been quite powerful as mm -hmm. well. So let's take the conversation sort of to the 35,000-foot level here. And you've got two organizations, Participate and Empatico, that are committed to this idea of social good through the various initiatives that you're working on, such as the Empathy Project. So talk to us a little bit about your thoughts on the roles that organizations play today in this idea of taking action for society, especially within education. Sure. So, so um, you know, we're... Uh, and have been for many years a proud uh, B Corp, uh, which is a, a benefits corporation. So what that means is um, uh, participate as a, a for-profit company. Um, but uh, by design, um, we allocate uh, significant investments to uh, a triple bottom line that includes uh, employee uh, benefit, um, our investments uh, in social good and obviously you know, a, a traditional um, profit and loss. So we, we and it's not, it's many organizations um, really have like the ability to align your core values with your business interests. And um, I think, I think, you know, we see it in, um, Corporations with an emphasis on social good. They're, they're, we, we, you know, from insurance and healthcare companies that provide philanthropic dollars toward community social good organizations. Uh, you know, it's it's a branding thing. 
but it's an actual, you know what, we need to develop our communities no matter what, or else ultimately the, the um, bottom line is going to be impacted. So uh, is, you know, does somebody, my background is a, is a, is a journalist uh, that's covered the, I covered the dot-com sector uh, for many years and technology and innovation. And then, you know, for the last six or seven, uh, covered and have been a part of the, the education, you know, innovation sector, whatever we call it. Um, there are a lot of parallels between uh, educators today embracing new technology and, and entrepreneurs 20 years ago uh, recognizing that the internet was going to disrupt industries. Now, it's lumpy. You know, there, there, was, a, there was a dot-com boom and then there was a crash. And with education, we're flooded with all these, oh, this is going to, you know, you're going to change everything right away. Like it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight, but it's, it's also a nonlinear movement. Um, we're having a podcast conversation right now talking about these issues. Podcasting as a medium didn't exist 15 years ago. Right. I mean, so, um, and there's augmented reality, internet of things, other things that, that, are going to, for better and worse, impact the classroom. Technologies that are impacting the classroom, impacting society. The only, the best thing we can do as citizens, as educators, is to get ahead of it by um, recognizing that we need to adapt our skill sets to these technologies, but also understand that we can't let the technologies control who we are as human beings. Uh, so it's about using technology to have authentic conversations with others who um, come from a different um, different geography and have a, a different different worldview um, that 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 includes you know counties in the United States that are next to each other. But um, this is recorded on election day. We'll see. Well, it's good good to know that there are some companies um, like yours. That have sort of social good in their fuel tank, that your your keep that keeps you propelling forward and keeps you doing good things, especially in our sector in education. I think we need more, more, uh, more of those uh, in our in our realm that we interact with. So appreciate that. And I wouldn't I wouldn't discount again kind of the entrepreneurial qualities, not just in Patico, but but the Gates Foundation sets the standard. I mean, um, it's, it's really driven how philanthropy works, not just with the immense capital and fundraising. But bringing, and again, not, not everything from the tech sector, as we know, is good and positive. But, um, you know, there, there's a, a focus, focus on operations, accountability, best practices, and kind of a professionalization of investments and return, uh, return on investment in philanthropy in nonprofits that are embracing, you know, uh, tools developed by the private sector. So that's that's an enormous uh, component as well. And, and thankfully there are a lot of organizations on the private sector and non-profit, non-profit um, that uh, in, in schools and districts that are recognizing this and, and working together. So one thing we didn't talk about yet, um, as Randy mentioned, sort of the, the business side of it, doing the social good, what is the, what is the cost for the teachers who join this fellowship? I mean, I don't, not zero. I mean, they're, 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 I mean, we, we, we're privileged to, you know, share the experience mm-hmm. with them and they're, they're providing 
uh, each individual that's a part of this is providing um, part of the fellowship itself. So there's no financial commitment on the part of any teacher. Um, this is an initiative really, you know, the, the, the Kind Foundation is committed to uh, 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 connecting a million children through um, and Patico uh, students uh, by 2020. And uh, the estimate is that's 35,000 teachers. Uh, we're, we're off to a nice fast start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we're, we're, we're here to spread the word about this opportunity, but then also provide and, and really iterate on a blended learning experience that will not only um, help, you know, serve as a tutorial for how to use the technology, but really be part of uh, um, a PLC that is also interested in these things. And um, as we know, we talked about entrepreneurial growth, like our, our, like it's, I think the, the curiosity is, is increasingly important attribute for an educator as knowledge itself um, becomes somewhat of a commodity. Mm-hmm. So this is a great Thank community you. for that. Sounds like a great opportunity. And, um, you know, certainly the commitment is the, the time commitment and engagement with others in the community and uh, to solve those problems of practice. So let's wrap it up with a final question to you, Jen. Um, you know, what's next for you and the Empathy Project Fellowship? What are you working on now that you would like to share with our listeners? Yeah, no, we are, we have big goals and we're going to keep going. Um, we'd love to invite any of your, your audience, your listeners to learn more. Um, right now we're, we're currently in the middle of our first cohort. So we're going to continue to work with them. Uh, we're doing some really interesting work with them right now. Um, a teacher as action researcher. So they're going through the five phases of, um, action research, so developing a research question, um, full lit review, design methodology. So we're really excited to see what results they have to share with us. Um, We're going to continue to support this first group of fellowships through uh, leadership opportunities for the future. We, um, as we, we enter into 2019, so we're just opening our application for fellows for the next calendar year. So we are, um, we're going to have um, this conversation around, as Brad mentioned, approaching difference with curiosity and kindness. Uh, we'd like to continue that conversation with educators that are interested in jumping in. Um, we are all about building cultural competence, um, finding ways to use virtual exchange to do that, and, and bringing in educators from around the world that care about sparking empathy, care about these um, different social emotional learning um, qualities that really we, we need to develop with our students. So it's going to take practice. It's going to take um, you know, respectful communication um, and supportive guidance from our teachers and, and giving our teachers the support they need too to have those conversations in the classroom. Um, a couple of things we have coming up. So we'll have that application. We'll, we'll, I know you guys are going to share that in your, your podcast notes. So please um, check that out. Reach out to us if you have any questions. If um, you go to participate.com, the Empatico community of practice is open. It's searchable. Anyone is welcome to join in and um, see those resources that are shared, jump into the conversation. Um, we're active right now with our fellows, but everyone is welcome to audit and, and um, 
jump in. We'll have our uh, EdTech for Good chat that we talked about. That will be coming up on December 19th. So Wednesday, December 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And so we're going to talk about um, this concept of mighty little moments and, and how those add up to the big impactful ones. So we'd love to have you guys join in for the Twitter chat and keep us posted on ideas you have. So, um, you know, in Patico early on when we had our conversations with them and we were developing our partnership and what did we want to do? How do we want to connect teachers to these ideas? They really encouraged us to dream big. They're like, let's do, you know, let's go big with this. Let's find ways to make a big difference in our world. And so it's, it's uh, Brad and I talk about all the time. It's such a pleasure for us to work with an organization that is so sincere in what they're doing. And so it's, um, we're having a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And you have a couple of hashtags that our listeners could check out, you know, before, during, or after the cohort as they've heard this podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, hashtag spark empathy is the hashtag that Empatico uses for all of their work. Some beautiful stories you can see teachers sharing what's happening in their classrooms, videos, um, photos, testimonials, um, research also. They're very research driven, so you can see that they're, they're definitely thought leaders in this concept of empathy and kindness. Um, our hashtag for participate is hashtag how I participate. So we are all about social learning, active learning, supporting educators um, to be the best teachers they can be. So check out how I participate. And then our fellowship hashtag. So we actually have our own hashtag for um, the work we're doing around this initiative is hashtag the empathy project. So that one's fun to watch as well. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jen and Brad. It was a pleasure to learn more about the Empathy Project um, Fellowship and the work that you're doing to connect educators and learners around the world. Pretty exciting. You have that many countries already engaged. For our listeners to learn more about uh, Jen and Brad's work and the community's work, you can check out some of the links in the show notes. Um, there's a link for Project Community. We listed the hashtags, contact information for Jen and Brad. And also, uh, we'll link that application for the 2019 cohort starting in January. Um, reminder there also about the uh, Twitter chat that Jen mentioned, EdTech for Good, uh, in December on the 19th from 8 to 8.30. And this is great work. So thanks to both of you for being here to share that with us. Oh, thanks so much for having yeah. us. We really appreciate it. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question, how will you hashtag spark empathy with your learners? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for Season 5, Episode 15. And that's all for now. We'll be back soon with other conversations featuring other innovative thought leaders. Thanks again, Jen and Brad. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Do you want to simplify your school's technology? 
save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.